Welcome to the Face Yoga Expert podcast. Coming up. Anywhere that is, is stressed comes out in your under eye. Mm-hmm. And this is often due to the liver and often due to allergies. And the, uh, more people have allergies than they would know. So and this is something I've done a lot of research into lately. And um, because a lot of people, I do skincare consultations via Zoom, as you know, at the minute. And I would say one of the most common problems is puffiness around the eye. I'm your host, Danielle Collins, and I'm the world-leading face yoga expert, best-selling author of the book, Danielle Collins Face Yoga, and creator of the international teacher training program, the Danielle Collins Face Yoga Method. 17 years ago, I healed myself from chronic illness, and I've spent the last 15 years teaching, sharing, and serving millions of people in person, on TV, and online to help them look and feel the best version of themselves. This podcast is about giving you simple, effective, natural tips and advice and sharing knowledge and insight from industry experts. If you have a friend who you think would enjoy this podcast, please share it on social media as it means so much if you took a moment to rate and review this podcast as it allows more people to feel healthier and happier naturally. And lastly, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. This is the Face Yoga Expert Podcast. Hi, hope you're doing really well today. So before I tell you about this week's guest, I want to tell you about something super exciting. I'm delighted to announce that my book, Danielle Collins Face Yoga, is now available as an audiobook on Amazon Audible. If you haven't used Amazon's Audible before, then you can get my book for free by starting a trial of Audible. If you have used Audible before, then you can either make a one-off payment, which is currently £5.59, for the book, or you can use credit if you have any from a membership plan. You have to purchase or acquire the book through Audible in a web browser. And then to listen to it, you can use the web browser or the mobile app. So I'll put the link for this in the show notes and you can start listening to Danielle Collins Face Yoga, my book as an audiobook now. So let's get on to talking a little bit about this week's guest. So this week's guest is Susie Willis. She is the founder of a clean and ethical skincare brand called Romilly Wild. She started her career by building an organic baby food business and then moved into the skincare industry. Now, she has lots and lots of knowledge when it comes to skincare, when it comes to wellness, and also everything she does is very much rooted in ethical practices and environmental practices too. So Susie shares with us lots of tips that can help all all of us. And we particularly delve into some tips for helping around the eye area. So if you suffer from dark circles, puffiness or lines around the eye area, whether it's something you get all the time or it's something you just occasionally get, it's really worth listening to this week's episode because there's piles of information for you there. So let's get into my chat with Susie. Hi, Susie. Thank you so much for being a guest this week. How are you doing? Oh, I'm extremely well. Thank you for asking. The sun is out. And um, no, it feels like it's going to be a good week, even though it's only Tuesday. I feel like it's going to be a a good week. There's been a lot of transition and change, but this feels like it's a good transition and change. I agree. There really feels there's been a, a sort of shift over the weekend. I think it's a transition in lockdown for everyone in the UK. And yeah, I feel like this week everyone's sort of emerging a little bit and the sunshine helps too. No, it really, really does. But also there is, um, there's a new complex heaven, there's a new moon yes. that's coming through as well. So 
I, I won't start going into new mo- new moons and um, and all that stuff because I don't really, if I'm honest, understand them as much as a lot of people. But or I do trust that with a new moon comes a lot of change. I mean, and yeah. because yeah. dynamically, physiologically, I feel the same, definitely. No, I, I'm the same as you. I really feel that shift when there's a new moon. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm no expert in moons. I mean, we had a, an amazing, amazing guest, Kirsty Gallagher, um, a few months ago, and she is a moon expert. And I just found it fascinating hearing about the changes. And actually, if we live a little bit more in tune with nature and a little bit more in tune with the moon, then we'll start to understand ourselves a little bit better, start to understand others a little bit better and just start to understand these sort of natural shifts that are going on all the time so I find it absolutely fascinating Kirsty Gallagher I'm yes. literally her now oh yes and soul mentor oh my god thank <laughs> you I'm following. I'm following I need to talk to her yes for sure she is great and she's recently um wrote a book as well on the moon which became a Sunday Times bestseller so she did incredibly well it was her first book and Obviously, there's a lot of other people out there like us who are really interested in that. But I t- can I just tell you quickly why mm. I'm interested? Because yeah. I, I went to a retreat about five years ago, a, a yoga retreat in Spain. And there was a lady there who worked with magnetic with, with magnets for magnetic healing. And I'd never come across this before. But she said and it makes complete sense that our bodies are made up of mostly water. Therefore, when you get a lot of um, gravitational pull, think of tides and our bodies are made up of water therefore we're going to be hugely influenced by the wax and waning of the moons and that and and the lunar pull is hugely strong and and i think you know obviously we all can struggle with not drinking enough water you know that even my healthiest friends say oh god i know i'm not drinking enough water at the minute but it plays a huge part in our in our balance our homeostasis our ability to be at our best possible physical and mental selves and the moon has a huge part to play. So it doesn't mean we've all gone a bit too um, woo-woo. It's a physical thing. It is, absolutely. And have you always been interested in things holistic and wellness, or is it something that you've come into sort of more in recent years? But I wasn't a particularly healthy teenager. I remember loving loving my Skittles. Um, <laughs> Who doesn't love Skittles <laughs> when they're a teenager? I know. Um, no, I didn't grow up with the framework of, you know, I didn't have a, a, a mother as a yoga teacher and a father as a philosopher and, and we grew vegetables far from it. Um, mm. We had a very ordinary suburban life, really. And I suppose I came more into it when I set up my organic baby food brand. So this is circa 2004 when my teeny tiniest was born. I suppose probably what I think I know, in fact, I've only just thought about it now, what uh, created that change and that was uh, losing a child. So um, nothing as dramatic and as ghastly as a stillbirth or even, uh, but it was a a late um, miscarriage. Mm -hmm. And, And from that moment, I just felt that I needed to be my healthiest self and, and because it just it, it threw me so much emotionally because because you, it, it just what well, it is I mean anyone who struggled with miscarriage however far along you are you have still lost a child and I remember I remember thinking to myself if I'm ever blessed with a baby I need to make sure that my body is is healthy and that that I really consider 
all of the ways. How, how can I do the whole kind of makeover of my body? And also psychologically and emotionally to be strong enough because it really set me back and I lost confidence hugely. Yeah. So I think probably it was then that I started to eat organically and it just was a huge trigger change for me. And I started taking real responsibility for what I consumed, what I surrounded myself with, my environment, therefore. And yeah, it's grown massively ever since because I've never felt better. As you get older, a lot of people, especially my grandparents' generation, just sort of surrendered to aging as something that is a gradual deterioration in a way, which mm. is crazy if you think about it, because in fact, you can, while you have a breath in your body, and if you're, if you're blessed with decent genes, then you can heal yourself, you can make yourself well. And I think it is that strength of belief and that and and absolutely sort of owning it and just thinking I I, I want to do everything I can to be conscious about everything that I choose to have in my life. Absolutely. And sometimes it does take going through something so terrible like you went through to make a change and a shift. You know, it's when we look often at those very, very difficult times in life, we can often see how transformative they were and how they can. I mean, for you, obviously, you changed your entire lifestyle as a result and set up not only your first business, but also really, I guess, your second business with the with the Romley Wild. This is me. This mm. is meant to be and, and you know your journey of life and you sort of go down some wrong roads and just think why am I doing this mm-hmm. you don't know until you reach that crossroads and those crossroads can be harsh yeah so I guess no yeah. you're absolutely right so being finally then blessed with Francesca and then having set up my own cookery school because I've always uh, been a, a cook a chef whatever you want to call it but I've always worked with food and ingredients mm-hmm. and I'm very particular about sourcing so um, and that's when I thought as an aside, because I was making some unusual recipes for babies, you know, using quinoa and turmeric and things like that, things people weren't feeding their babies back in the early 2000s. So that became a very conscious thing for me to eat organically and to, to be very holistic. So when I was pregnant with her and post-pregnancy, I would do a lot of yoga, do a lot of meditation and eating well and all of that sort of stuff, because I wanted Francesca, my baby, through, you know, via breastfeeding to have the healthiest start in life and all those things. And it is a conscious decision. And I guess ever since then, I have learned more. I've become more of a student um, into uh, just accelerating and advancing my knowledge in alternative medicine, I guess, in a way. So whether or not that be, you know, instead of going, if you've got an ailment, you don't just go and get a drug. I mean, that would be the furthest thing from my mind. I don't think I've ever touched wood. I'm touching wood now. Been on any medication in my life and and long may that last. Um, But I think there's just, you know, a different approach. And I guess because I was brought up with, you know, go to the doctor and get some medicine. It's absolutely not. The nature is our medicine. And I, I'm not just saying that because it's kind of like a movement, a trend. It's, you know, I've, I've got evidence, I've got proof because I'm now 54 and I, I I feel better than I did at 25, no doubt. Amazing. That's amazing. And by the way, you do not look 54. You look absolutely 10 years younger and absolutely glowing. So that's such a testament to what you eat, what you use on your skin and your lifestyle in general. Thank you. I, I will take that. That's really sweet. <laughs> Please do take it. We must take compliments more, I always think, you know. Is... <laughs> Absolutely. Graciously say, I'll take that. That is really sweet. This, I'm glad this is a podcast. Because I've got quite big bags under my eyes. I had a, a long drive to London yesterday, which just finished me off 
going to London right now feels very odd. Yes, yeah. I can imagine. imagine. I haven't yeah. been into London for what, four months now. I live in Bath, so you know I used to go into London quite a bit for work. But actually, it's I can I can do most of what I do at home. But interesting you say about eye bags actually, because that was one of the things I was going to ask you about, not about your eye bags, but just about eye bags in general, because so questions I get all day long from people, lots of different problem areas of the skin. But one of the areas that I probably hear about most is the under eye area. So either the bags or the puffiness. And I'm very into the lymphatic drainage for around the eye area, the massage. Um, I love doing yogic eye movements. I teach those a lot. I teach a lot of the strengthening techniques for the muscles around the eyes and inside the eyes. But I'd love to hear a little bit about your take on what you think really helps with with under eye bags Mm. eyes are an incredibly complicated area as you say Mm. and as you rightly know you've got to really um it's it's not just dehydration and tiredness Mm -hmm. um it is the host of things and because i do have i'm very conscious of my eye area and i always have been it's not just because i'm the age i am it's just because it is something genetically that we all look like we've had a rough night out and actually it's really unfair (laughs) because obviously i don't do that anymore but it's i think there are a lot of things that create sensitivity so it's what's going on in the system it's often not just so uh, and everything expresses itself through the through the skin and through any inflammation and our, our you know how they say you can read someone through their eyes and that is so true so our system expresses itself through our eyes and I'm not talking about you know looking into your soul are your irises green are your eyes blue this is about um your physical um is manifested through and through your eye area and anywhere that is is stressed comes out in your under eye Mm-hmm. And this is often due to the liver and often due to allergies. And the, uh, more people have allergies than they would know. So and this is something I've done a lot of research into lately and uh, because a lot of people, I do skincare consultations via Zoom, as you know, at the minute. And I would say one of the most common problems is puffiness around the eye. And the first thing I ask them is, do you suffer allergies? And they all say, no, I don't think so. So I then do a consultation and we go, we just dig a little bit further back. And then nine times out of 10, they do mm-hmm. have allergies. And, and this time of year, because, and also, believe it or not, there's less pollution. So more allergies are coming through. So hay fever this time of year is shocking. So that creates a lot of stagnancy. And often you're not breathing properly and you've got sensitive eyes. So that creates a lot of stagnancy around the eye area. And that whole eye orbital will be under pressure because there's subterranean sinus issues. Mm-hmm. So, And it's not just necessarily runny nose, stuffiness. It could be something that is happening without you even know. It's causing inflammation without it necessarily being a, an overt thing. So through your eye massage technique, that is the best way. And it just is taking great care. And and I would absolutely say that being very conscious to pollution is a really big deal. So try and get an air purifier in your bedroom at night is a really good way to help with any allergies. But also it's just that care. It's just that daycare, which will be a really good eye cream, which will be ours, this our eye serum, our, um, I believe. Because it has, even though it's got fantastic stem cells in it, it's incredibly herbal and soothing. It's got shisandra berry and sea chamomile, which is a really calming ingredient. 
and it's just it's not going too heavy on that i and with, with all skincare issues or issues that elevate your appearance or can create an issue with an appearance whether or not it be dryness rosacea inflammation whatever however it might exercise itself it's not panicking and going overboard because that's another thing that people do. They literally rummage through their medicine cabinets or their beauty range and just think, I need to cover this up. I need to make it better immediately. It's not like that. It's a system thing. And you can't correct a system thing overnight. You need to A, understand it, and then B, treat it. So I'm constantly talking to people about it's not just a quick fix, cover up, how can I make this go away in the next hour? Yes, you can do things with puffiness to calm down. You can put good old cucumber slices under your eyes, an unbelievably good old traditional remedy. But it's it's about caring for the area. It's about understanding the eye area and caring for it. So by using a really good eye serum, not an eye cream, because creams are too dense. Mm-hmm. Again, you know, you know it's not using your day cream on your eye area not using your night cream on your eye area not putting spf around your eye all those things products that shouldn't go near the eye shouldn't go near the eye simple as that because you'll just make things a hundred times worse and to use a really good gentle method of stimulation by your eye massage techniques in a systematic way is really effective. And those fabulous jade gouaches around the eye area are fantastic. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think they're fantastic tips and so, so important. If I I may, another thing, this is something else that um, can create, it's not stagnancy, it's more like uh, a stiffness in the eye area, is Botox. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, if they put their hands up and own up to it, have Botox in the brow area. And that can create issues around the eye area as well because it it blocks everything. It blocks natural movement. So another thing that I don't think, think people understand is the fact that if you start to meddle with any area through Botox or other aesthetic treatments, especially your brow area, And I know quite a few people have fillers in their cheeks and they have Botox in their forehead. Then it's it's surprising how much it can it can affect the the flow, because of course what Botox does in particular is that it freezes and blocks any movement. That's the whole point. That's why people have people have it so that it diminishes any fine lines and wrinkles. But in fact, what it will do is also create create a blockage. So any underlying problem with any fibres in your and so many around your eyes you've got to be so careful around your eyes obviously your brow is directly above your eyes mm-hmm. and so to have eye bags after botox is quite an issue and is quite a problem so and it's just one of those things that doesn't you don't associate with having a having aesthetic pr- procedures you associate anything thing cosmetic as to be an enhancement that makes you look better but be very careful as to where you have those treatments because it can have like anything you know there's a price to pay you know you know and often it can result in side effects so it's just as being aware of that but I think moreover what we were talking about earlier which is about this being gentle and taking care of the eye area it is just that it's being careful and and respectful of the eye area because it's incredibly fragile and you know it's not just uh um, I've got eye bags or I've got dark circles under my eyes, therefore I must be tired. You know, it's often something which is, you know, um, deep and underlying. It could even be, as working with a nutritionist recently, it could also be 
um, food sensitivities because again your liver will express through your eyes so often if, if I see people who have got very dark bags under their eyes you know that it's an underlying sometimes could be an underlying health issue um, so it's not just cosmetic it's not just I've got eye bags it just is it's a kind of like a sign to your health so I think it's really important to um to take care and listen to your to your skin and to your eye area for sure absolutely and you mentioned that you had had Botox a while ago and did you notice that that made a difference to your puffiness under your eyes did you notice it worsened it anyway or that area got a little bit more stagnant when I had it I was quite shocked how blocked I felt on one side and I just thought oh it's sinusitis it's allergies it's something like that but it's absolutely not so I went to go and see one of my favorite acupuncturists and she just said Susie if you have Botox in your brow area it is completely blocking any transmission of any natural nervous system transmission in that area so that completely is going to make you feel like you are feeling Mm. um and you know when you put when you are putting pressure acupressure under your actual brow Mm -hmm. um, and you go from the center brow and you gently press out to your temples there's an area i don't know what it's called you'll probably know much more than i that um that can click it's like a fiber that's right under your eyebrow, that it's almost like um, a little muscle that is uh, um, stressed, it's tense. Mm-hmm. And again, that can happen very much as an after effect of having Botox because everything's gone into sort of, you know, high stress, hasn't it? It's like, I am frozen, I am absolutely not going to move. And you know, how is that creating flow? How is that helping any shift of... Um, of, of movement it's um it's crazy so you know that i said to you before it's that double-edged sword if you think you're doing yourself a favor by having a cosmetic or an aesthetic procedure but but there's sometimes a price to price to pay for it because it'll manifest in something negative somewhere else and that brings us on really nicely to talking about clean beauty in in general and i know that you've been a very big fan of clean beauty for years hence why you decided to set up your brand romley wild maybe you could tell us a little bit about the ideas behind the brand how you set it up and then where it is now thank you i would love to do that it's a clean clean beauty is something that has is a natural evolution really from organic and I guess because my life in business started off in the organic industry, uh, it needed to to move on because there were a lot. There was a lot of ambiguity about what organic meant or what natural meant, you know. And and I, by the way, did not invent the word clean. It just was that I was ahead of the curve when it came to wanting to create a brand that stood for setting the bar truly high when it came to what ingredients you use and being honest about what they're there for. What the more I dug into seeing what other cosmetic brands and what other beauty brands, what other skincare brands were using in their ingredient list, yet they were called, still, still calling themselves clean and natural. And I just thought, well, if that's your version, then you know I, I, I need to do better than that. So when I set up Romilly Ward, it was working with a cosmetic chemist who she's like your organic monitor. She's like your, you know, your your scientist that you absolutely know. If I want to have a, create a brief for a particular product, then I know that she will ensure that you aren't using 
any ingredient that isn't there to benefit the skin from a nutritional perspective. So even when you come to, so there are two camps really when it comes to clean beauty. There's non-toxic, which is the using the ingredients that aren't chemically unsound, that are not good for you or the environment. So we all know about those and it's been listed, the EU regulates them, the FDA regulates some. You know, we've all heard about those, those, um, and I don't, I don't like to use the word toxic, but we've all heard those compounds and those toxic chemicals that people do use and, and, and will jump on that bandwagon. But so much more than avoiding those, it's avoiding synthetic ingredients that aren't there to enhance your skin. They're there to enhance the product. And what I mean by that is that synthetics, they're lazy. They're not there to age your skin and to add to your health and to your overall nourishment. So when I go to the, you know, the, the nth degree of sourcing my ingredients, it's knowing that they have got a valid nutritional profile that are there to benefit your skin and in totality make a complete formulation that is going to be really efficacious. And when it comes to drilling down into ingredient lists, which is what consumers are doing, thank goodness, right now, so that every brand is held accountable for their inky list, is that those bulkers, those fillers, which are there to make a, 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 a to fill a product out, they're they're not there to age your skin in any nutritional sense at all. Those are just those are lazy. Those are bulkers. They're not there to you know to, to do you any good. So. I really do avoid those. Absolutely. I avoid using water as the first ingredient because more often than not, that is there because from when you're making a formula, you need to often put water as the first ingredient if you've got a bulker in there, which is like a polymer, a cross polymer, a silicone, an acrylic, something like that. So yes, I'm really proud that I am very worthy when it comes to how how we make our, our products and the the efficacy of them. And you can do that using nature, using plant compounds and nothing that has, is synthetically enhanced or isn't from a natural plant source. Essentially, it has to be from a plant source, bottom line. Amazing. I completely agree and, and completely in line with all of that as well. And I'm fascinated, actually, by where the name Romilly World came from, the name of your company. It took a long time. I, I didn't want to... So with my organic baby food brand, it was called Plum. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's because I had a cookery school called the, the Purple Plum. And that seemed like a very natural thing. But with a lot of skincare brands, they're often the name of the founder, Dr. Barbara Stern, Sarah Chapman, etc. And I just it just didn't feel right to use my name. Maybe it's just not sexy enough. I don't know. But I just didn't want to use my name. And I wanted to find a name that I felt represented the feeling that I have for this brand. And it was a really interesting exercise. I did a lot of focus groups with my friends who know me very, very well. And, and I always knew that I wanted the name Wild locked in there somewhere. But the name Romilly is a, quite a feminine name that was quite ethereal really loving nature very free-spirited individual and wild with it I thought was that was the courage that you know I think we all need to have in the 21st century so I just brought those two together and it just just came together literally one night and it was that kind of sort of romantic rebellious feeling that I thought 
uh, represented how I feel about, I guess, me and my life and, and how I run a business and a family. And, and yeah, I guess it is that kind of oscillation between being feminine and brave at the same time. So I felt that name conjured that emotion up. I love that. Amazing. And feminine and brave. I mean, if you can get that into a brand and into a company, I think that's absolutely fantastic. And am I right in thinking that your son works with you in the business as well? So it's very much a family business. Yeah. I mean, he never really, it was just a, a, a he didn't mean to stay this long. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm delighted because he's incredibly talented. I mean, I want to surround myself by bright young things, right? Mm. And he, he is absolutely one of those, but it's, um, uh, he looks after all the digital space and the website because he's very technically minded. It's great, but you know, the, the difference between calling me mom and calling me Susie, you know, causes a lot of laughter in the office. But, um, <laughs> it's I can discern the two it, it's I'm very proud of him and we work very well together absolutely we think very differently which is a which is a real attribute I think amazing and have you been sort of in in lockdown together as well not at all he's been with his girlfriend mm -hmm. in Oxfordshire but he came back on Friday so I've had Aww. him back for the first time in four months so it's strange I don't have to zoom him anymore I can actually <laughs> physically see him and throw him a biscuit oh that's so lovely and how was lockdown for you how did you find it sort of in terms of your own wellness what things kept you going kept you sane throughout that time I know we're still in it in a lot of ways but certainly through those sort of 12 weeks that we've just come out of honestly I have loved it mm. um, there have been moments and because there have been quite a few transitions but I have honestly loved it it's brought the best out in me, but I didn't like the process, if that makes sense. Yeah. I'm very fortunate because I live in the countryside, so I am surrounded by nature. I have lots of animals. It was a very feminine space. It was uh, initial lockdown for the first three months was my two daughters and my niece. And it was like wild women, uh, little women. It just was a uh, beautiful feminine experience. But it's, I, I was working too hard. I was trying too hard. And I was trying to keep my normal life in London. So I set this very strict diary that, you know, up early, feed the animals, be at my desk by nine and crack on. And then because what I would normally do in London is, is do a four day's work and then do some form of exercise, whether or not it's a run or yoga or Nordic walking or bark or, or something like that. So it was until my daughter said, Mom, you're not, you know, uh, joining us. Well, I'm not seeing you. And I think probably as a brand owner, as a business owner, everyone reaches a point where you don't really realize you get lost. You get gobbled up in the business. And I'm really glad that she said what she said, which was basically sort of, you know, can you just take a little bit of time out? You are entitled to because, you know, you're working from home. Does it really matter if you take a lunch hour? You know, and yeah. especially. So I, I kind of really listened to that. And in fact, I didn't realize how frazzled I was because I was doing a lot of interviews, a lot of live stuff on Instagram. And Zoom calls, as you know, as we all know, can be debilitating when you're trying to run a business and run a team on Zoom, um, especially when you've got really bad internet connection. And I hadn't appreciated how frazzled I was. So I, I just took my foot off the pedal a bit for a couple of weeks. And I can't tell you how restorative it was. So I, I feel I'm back to myself again because I have taken I have taken a bit of pressure off. But yeah, I, I found it I found it tough, 
but I think everybody has had moments when they have just learned a lot about themselves during this period. Absolutely. It's a very reflective time. And do you feel some of those things that you learned during that period, you're going to be able to take into whatever normal life's going to look like now? Yeah, because I've restructured Mm. my business a little bit. I've taken on a CEO, so I'm no longer CEO. Mm -hmm. I'm very happy to take, not a back seat, I'm still the face of the business and, and the brand and, you know, I still own it so it's really important that I, I I can sort of you know have the I guess the the instinctive direction the artistic direction of the brand but no I'm really really happy that I've kind of you know whenever when any business grows and evolves you have to just go with it and you know and recognize that you can't hold on to everything delegation is a really mature thing and I've got an incredible team who are far brighter than I am. So, you know, that's why I brought them on, right? So let them let them do their jobs. Yeah. And, um, and I can stick to what I'm better at doing, which is, you know, communication and the, uh, the creative direction of the brand. Yeah. So happy days. Absolutely. Oh, that's so positive and so amazing. And that just brings me on really, really nicely to our final question. I'd love to hear what your top tip for listeners would be for inner peace and wellness. Well, I'm not going to say what you think I'm going to say. And you might think that I'm going to say meditation for inner peace. I'm going to say that almost to have your own mantra. So when you do feel like you are struggling or you're feeling overwhelmed is to just trust the process. And I I do have this beautiful, and I mean beautiful yoga teacher called Susie Bath. And she is so philosophical. And at the, at the beginning of every session, she sets the intention and it's different every day because I think we feel differently every day. And, and I think the most important thing for wellness, which is obviously mind, body, soul is to never doubt yourself and to trust the process. And that gives me a lot of comfort and confidence because there are a lot of wibbly wobbly bits and also the heck of a lot of uncertainty um, for everybody. And it's, it's, you know, and it's not to compare yourself to anybody else or how they are. It's just being kind and being the best person you possibly can be. And, and, and just to, um, just to understand that this is there's a wider meaning, a bigger cause to everything that is going on right now. And this is nature at its most powerful, right? Completely. To trust it. There's a lot about it we don't like. And I think, you know, a couple of weeks ago when they Black Lives Matter, it was a month ago now, when Black Lives Matter struck up and struck a chord to the vast majority of people, thank God, because it, it was kind of like a, a big wake up call to a lot of us about injustice and inequality. But I think that unsettled a hell of a lot of people because it was so turbulent. And I think people were looking at the news and just thinking there's way too much negativity and hate going on. And I know a lot of people struggled at that time. A lot of my strongest friends had real anxiety over those few weeks. And I think like anything, it's just trusting the the way that human nature communicates and has to go through these emotions. And I think that's what it is. It's just seeing it for what it is and, and understanding the process. And that certainly gives me a, a lot of a lot of comfort, as I said. So that that's what my little nugget of wisdom would be. Amazing. Thank you so much. And if people would like to get in contact with you or learn more about your products, how can they do that, Susie? 
So um, romleywild.com is our website. And I've also got my own profile, which is Clean Muse. And Romley Wild Skincare is our Instagram handle. But that's pretty much you can Google us and find us. And I am always very happy to have one-to-one consultations. And they start off obviously naturally being about skincare. But we end up talking about a host of other things. So because I've got an understanding of, of nutrition and a much more of a sort of a, a holistic lifestyle blend of, of knowledge, then, you know, I really love helping people. So and sharing stories. So I'm, I'm very much available through through our website or through Instagram if you wanted to get in touch with me. Well, thank you for sharing your story today. You've been an amazing guest. Really, really appreciate your time, Susie. Thank you for being on the Face Yoga Expert podcast. My pleasure. Lovely talking to you, Danielle. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you'd like more information on face yoga or you'd like to become a face yoga teacher, just head to our website, faceyogaexpert.com for more information. If you'd like to do a regular structured daily face yoga program to get the best results, you can either use one of my apps, just search Danielle Collins on your app store, or you can use my book, just search Danielle Collins Face Yoga on Amazon. And thank you for joining me today. And I look forward to seeing you again next time.